0: Hi, and welcome back to Weekly Dev Tips. I'm your host, Steve Smith, a.k.a. R-Dallas. This is episode 66 with Carl Franklin. Uh, Meeting him here at NDC London. Hey, Carl, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Steve? Good. So you have a tip for us related to Blazor, which you've been doing a lot of work on lately. Is that right? Yeah,
1: I have been doing a lot of work on Blazor. I I dove into this thing head first. And um, server side first, and then WebAssembly, Blazor. More recently,
0: right, and that's that's shipping in a couple months, right? May I
1: hear? May, yeah, right. yeah. But it's pretty good right now. Um, I was in the Steve Sanderson's two day workshop with Ryan Nolak, mm-hmm. the the guys that wrote it, right? Right. right. And um, I'm actually delivering that workshop in Porto in NDC Porto, nice. so I really wanted to attend it first. Sure, Hopefully, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I learned a lot even even then. But back in October. Um, I started this project, and it led into a webinar that I've been doing online. Right, I Uh, heard that's been going well. Yeah, it's pretty good. But in this project, I needed a generic component. So if you don't know um, what the Blazor component model is, it's really cool. You can make components that combine markup, and code and even javascript if there's interrupt that needs to happen there sure. and you know compile that to an assembly and then just you know it's just like the old ActiveX days you can just drag that
0: into your you know refer to it in your project and you've got it sure and if you're a.net developer it's great because you're working with html which if you've been a web developer for a while you know and then you're also just using razor syntax and c sharp right exactly and so it's actually a lot more like Windows Forms programming than it
1: is web programming. I mean, you're using C Sharp, right. right? If you don't, the only times I ever have to hit JavaScript is when there's something that isn't yet implemented that you know, they, they
0: haven't yet done, so, but they will. So real briefly, tell, yeah. tell me, or for the audience, what's the difference between server-side Blazor and client-side Blazor? Yeah, very different.
1: Server-side Blazor is all the code running on the server, and being uh the ui being shipped down over a signal r connection so it's a websocket connection it's not like a rest connection which comes and goes right it's a persistent connection and so rather than your client making requests through rest apis and then getting whatever you know data it needs and then the javascript on the client updating the client what sure. happens like, is, like a typical
0: spa would like do. Like a
1: spa would do. What happens is you establish this circuit, they call it, which is, you know, the, uh, uh, the persistent connection that goes back and forth between you and the server. When you click a button, let's say the interaction is intercepted by Blazor and over that signal R connection of uh, the whatever is, you know, there's a protocol basically that right. gets, you know, so the server knows that that button has been clicked. The server also has a sort of a map of the DOM Mm -hmm. in memory, you know, per client, right? The overhead's about 85 K per client. Right. And that's just in blazer. So then it, um, you know, it executes whatever code it needs to execute, does a diff of the model of the DOM on the server and whatever's changed it ships those in the, in the form of messages back over that SignalR connection to the client, which then updates okay. the client. So it doesn't it's a, have to
0: do a whole page refresh no. or a whole page DOM reload. It's just, you know, taking the elements that changed and updating. That's right. Right. Yeah, exactly right. And it's very efficient, actually, because, mm-hmm. because of this, the way that everything works. But the real excitement seems to be around the WebAssembly story coming in may right yes the WebAssembly story is a little bit different it's the code
1: runs in on the client in the browser and it's being interpreted by you know by blazer in you know and then turned into WebAssembly code by right. code whatever right. that is and uh, so it's a little bit different um currently right now and we're talking you know january 29th 2020 which is when we're recording this right there isn't any debugging in visual studio of that client code you can connect to a process but you have to start without debugging and then enable it and hook hook it into the browser right so you can you know hit breakpoints and all that stuff in the browser tools okay so it's a little wonky right now but um but it's still very very powerful the difference of course you know let, let's talk about accessing data on the server side you can just call your ef context whatever sure. it is sure. and, because you're you're on the server right if you're on the client though now you have to either
0: use a, you know a web api build your own rest endpoints whatever that is yeah. you could yeah. use a whatever connection you're making on whatever port to your database you probably can't do that over the internet definitely we we, would hope, Not, right? we don't want you to do that right. yeah um you could
1: use gRPC as sure. well, and um, Steve Sanderson has a really cool blog post about using gRPC with Blazor. There's a there's a .NET um, wrapper for Protobuf. It's pretty cool, actually. But so this this uh, component that I want to talk about first oh. of all, the blog post is
0: at Object Picker. Appvnext.com. All right. So App. it is an object picker and it's at appvnext.com. That's right. Appvnext
1: is my you know consulting company, sure. right? Sure.
0: Okay. So the object picker
1: implements that common UI pattern that you've seen on many websites and in many apps, uh, where you have two lists next to each other. And some buttons in the between them. And on the list on the left, you have all of the items that you could possibly select. Right. And the list on the right are those that you have selected. Sure. And so the four buttons are, you know, move the selected item on the left to the one on the right. 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 Um, move all of them to the one on the right. And then vice versa. And then vice versa. Okay. Yeah, so this is a, a very typical UI thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, when you, when you move, you can only be in one place, either the list of all or the list of selected. So it is truly a moving. Sure, Yeah. Sure. So the problem is, of course, I wanted a component that I could reuse and, you know, I
0: have different data types that I, in different parts of my application. Okay. So, But the rendering of this is typically just going to be a string, right, in, in the list? Like you, your data type, you have to specify a property of it that that's it would it. be bound?
1: Okay. Yeah, that's it. And so there's this thing called a type param in Blazor. And you just you know, say at type param and then whatever you want to call it, T, T-item, whatever it is. And then you have these um, parameter properties, which is what you use in uh, Blazor um, to expose properties you you call it you put a parameter attribute on them and so i have one string for the item type right and that is really just for display purposes right and then i have the item type plural also for display purposes like you know in the case of the one i show is instruments right okay so item type of the instrument item type plural the instruments then you have the text property name
0: which That's would be what each item will be
1: displayed as. Yeah, so name yeah. in my case and then the value property name which is the primary key. How sure. you identify that. And then you pass in a list of all the items and a separate list of selected items and those are defined as list of T or mm-hmm. T item whatever you call that type param. And then you have event callbacks that and there's an event callback called component updated. Okay. Which is really a really cool way to do sort of I notify property changed. Mm-hmm. You um, any time that we modify the anything that's in these lists, um, we do a callback, and in the receiving code, in the in the host code, you can do a what's essentially a, a refresh. Sure, it's called uh, state has changed. Right. So, in, uh, and, and then in terms of the markup, it's just a table. Right, so the table on the left has the list of items, uh, all items, and the table on the, and then another um, column for all the buttons, and then the table on the right has the selected items, and so then there's, uh, and and that's basically it, and it's it's not a whole lot of code, and it's a completely reusable drop-in, and and this isn't even an assembly, this is just a Razor file. Right. You could just take this razor file, drop it in your project, and it'll just
0: work. And if you go out to that URL, yeah, uh, objectpicker.objectpicker.appvnext.com, you can download the sample project and awesome. And that'll get you started. And then you can come up with all kinds of ideas for ways that you can make your own custom controls and components. Exactly. In your own Blazor apps. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, that sounds like a good tip. Thanks. So it was good seeing you again, Carl. What other uh, things are you working on these days? Anything you want to share? Yeah, speaking of blazer, um, I'm doing this crazy blazer roadshow. All right, it's
1: actually called Carl Franklin's Blazer Roadshow.
0: You had crazy in that name,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Dev Express is sponsoring it. We're cool. going to 21 stops in the U.S. starting February 10th, ending March 24th, and then after that, there's going to be 57 other stops in Europe, wow. Canada, Australia, wherever else we can find that will have us. Nice. It's going to be nuts. I'm going to be gone all year. <laughs> and,
0: all right. of course,
1: I'm also doing this live uh, live one-day workshop online. Yeah. And you can go to uh, blazer.appvnext.com right. to sign up for that. And if you can't make it to one of those, you can download the materials in the, in the video cool. from all right. the previous So show. whether
0: you can get there live or, or after the fact, you can yeah. get access to some of this training. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Carl. Thank you, Steve. That's it for this week. If you want to hear more from me, go to ourdallas.com slash tips and sign up for a free tip in your inbox every Wednesday. Thanks for subscribing to Weekly Dev Tips. I'll see you next week with another great developer tip.